a priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Mini episode 8.253 here with Father Sean McGaldy. Hello, Justin. How are you? I'm good. So this is our first mini episode without Nolan. Finally, we got rid of him for once. I know, right? It's been about... It's been... But, but I, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> so this episode, we're just going to tell... Fun it's about time. That's what I was trying to say. It's about time. You're distracted because, one, we're on the same couch, and two, Uncle Buck is on the TV. Yeah, right it's now. for inspiration. Uncle Buck is top 10 best movies of all time. I would say so. Um, so this episode, we're just going to talk about how much we miss Kyle Hyman. Yeah. Um, we're just going to tell memories of Kyle and... Uh, that would be it. So I remember when we used to record, and he would put on Google Hangouts, and we would see his uh, ukulele wall. We, <laughs> where that such, was always my favorite. Such, the ukulele wall. Such hits as Fanny Pack were written, and I wrote this song for ukulele. You can't you can't spell you without ukulele. Is that it? No, I wrote this song for ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I wasn't trying to say something. That's right, what I was. Now saying. I'm distracted because Uncle Buck's on. Well, actually, this episode. Well, the last mini episode. Did you listen to Father Sean? Yeah, I'm the one who edits it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was about vocations. Vocations. Vocations, and how we can. Um, oh wow! Look at that, Uncle Buck. He's folded in the wedding picture in the wedding. <laughs> No, she's with Bug. We should just do a live <laughs> podcast about Uncle Buck. Just, just describing what's happening. Yeah, Uncle Buck. I feel like everyone would watch that. You mean listen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By every, I, chances are anyone who's going to listen to that would listen to this too. I mean, I feel like we have a built-in audience now. Of 15 or 16. No, no, no one likes to listen to the mini-episodes. But you're saying if they were a narration of Uncle Buck. Not a narration, just a lot. Like, so we could say, start at this point in the movie and then put it on mute and put our podcast on. That's an idea. We should do that with the Goonies or something. Yeah, I would definitely do that with the Goonies. So the last mini episode was actually about how lay persons can support vocations. Um, Vocations. We could have talked about youth ministry, but then we would have become the Untitled Youth Ministry Podcast. I like how you leaned into the microphone to say that. Because I, I had that joke in my head for a couple hours now. Yeah, and I still didn't laugh at it. But someone out there, one of the 16 left, I bet. Maybe it was Nolan when he listens to this. Yeah. You think Nolan listens to the mini episodes that he's not on? You think he'll listen to This that? is the first one that he wouldn't be on. So well, I, say, think you, I think he would, considering he that he was our biggest fan before we put him on the that's show. That's true. He liked it so much that he's now part of the show. Yeah. Do you think there's anyone that's like that right now? Yes. We have you, real you so? fans. We have real fans. Two or three. I think it's more than... To be honest, I think it's more than two or three. So here's a question. If we... The three of us wore Untitled Catholic Podcast shirts to next year's Steubenville. How many times will we be stopped to take a picture? I think maybe once. Of someone we don't know. It may be someone that we don't know, but Nolan knows, or someone that we know that he doesn't know. Okay. 
But right uh, there now. are there is there are people out there that we don't know that listen to this. Oh, we know we don't know a lot of people. Oh, that listen to this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Obviously, there are people out there that we don't know. Um, so I have a friend that is part of a podcast called Married to the Games, and he wore his shirt to like a video game convention, and they got stopped to take pictures. So I feel like that's our new goal. Yeah. Well, there's Joshua Cade. He listens to the podcast, and he schooled you on your lack of knowledge for DC Talk. I know. That was actually kind of embarrassing. It was. I thought he, when I first started reading it, I thought he was legitimately mad. I thought so, And then too. I thought they were, he was going to rip us apart for something that we said, and I got very nervous that we had our first hate Facebook message. But then when I read it, I was embarrassed that I didn't know. I feel like I should, but I don't. Yeah, but do you know what Toby Mac likes to drink after a show? Mm-hmm. I bet Joshua Cade doesn't know oh, that's that. That's true. And you'll never know, Joshua. Just kidding. It's our <laughs> orange power rate. <laughs> there you go. The deepest, darkest secrets of so, the road. Yeah, I mean, there's at least one person who listens that we, and I know another person that listens that we don't know, but that someone that we that I know told them to listen. I don't know if they still listen, but they've at least listened. I'm going to pause quick because right now, Macaulay Culkin Buck. is about to say, we'll do Chicky, which just... is something that I've adopted. He just said it. He, just <laughs> he said, said it. It just happened. We'll do Chicky. It just happened. I use that line so much that every time I text my mother, it says, we'll do Chicky. That didn't happen magically. That no. was arranged. It must be someone with... Uh, who knows how to edit podcasts was able to do that. Yeah. So last mini episode, <laughs> we talked about how lay people can influence vocations. So I once had an interesting conversation with someone at a concert. Um, I will not say the name of the band, but it was a heavy rock metal Christian band that I saw. And... Um, the guy said something, and I started talking to the lead singer after. Uh, and we just had an interesting conversation about the church and whatnot. And he raised a question, which I thought was very interesting. And then you described it once, which I also thought was very interesting. But essentially, he was quoting scripture and said how it's quoted, and I don't know the exact quote, um, how we're, we're all supposed to be priests. And that we all are supposed to have priestly duties within our lives um, so I thought like, I then called Father Sean and I said, where in the Bible does it say that we need priests or like ordained priests or why does the church need priests scripturally? But then also what's we know what the point is, but where does it come in after that? So to guide this discussion, my first question is if someone were to tell you, Father Sean. We're all supposed to be priests, and there is no need. I'll, I'll say exactly what he said. We're all supposed to be priests. There's no need for another man to be ordained a priest, because um, then essentially we are finding our our saviors are the priests and not Christ, which was interesting because he's basically saying if we're going to a priest for confession and the Eucharist and all these things, we're going to a man to be saved. We're not actually going to Jesus to be saved. So with all that being said, 
my first question is where scripturally does it say we're all called to be priests and where scripturally does it say that we are should be following ordained priests well i mean in baptism we're baptized priest prophet and king so that was the idea that i think he was mentioning when he was talking about that so but when we look at the idea of a ministerial priesthood a priesthood that that you know brings about the sacraments i think you look at um, some of the best examples are in the Acts of the Apostles when they, the apostles select Matthias after Judas and you know there's a decision to be made and, and there's a laying on of hands so that their power is passed on to Matthias. When you look at, um, I think it's Paul's letter to Timothy and then part of Titus um, where there's that same idea where we're appointing people to be presbyters, appointing people to be priests that have a different duty than the other people that are priests by the nature of our baptism. And the idea that um, we are enacting our own salvation is not the case. Because when you look at the priesthood in the Old Testament, the priests were a special class, the Levites, right, that God put aside, and they were the priestly class, and they were the ones to enact um, sacrifice. They were offering sacrifice um, for the salvation of the world, but they didn't have the authority to to bring about salvation. Only God can do that. So we look at the idea of in the garden, God created Adam and Eve, and they broke away, and from that came an infinite chasm, because God is an infinite being, so to turn our back on him creates an infinite chasm or an infinite gap that we cannot bridge that gap. So that God needed to be the one that bridges the gap, and that's why he sent Jesus into the world, to bridge that gap. And because Jesus is also you know, true God and true man, that um, he, he almost to a certain extent ordains our humanity or our deifies our humanity, make, raising us up so that we can then be with him uh, in heaven. So that, that he connects that gap. And when we, because he was man, are able to, to reach salvation. But the priest doesn't do the job of Christ in the sense that the priest is the one that absolves sin or the priest is the one that, that um, confects the Eucharist. It's, it's the priest standing in the person of Christ. So it's Jesus doing that through the priest. And then that is a gift that is given through holy orders. Right. Specifically the priesthood. Because holy orders, the diaconate, the, the, the deacon doesn't have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. So there's three levels of holy orders. The deacon, the priest, and the bishop. The bishop has the fullness of the priesthood. And what's the difference in what describe the fullness of the priesthood? A, a, a bishop, I guess the simplest way to explain that would be that the bishop could could um make more priests okay um so something i said to him which i think you described or i learned at chaminade um was in in confession because honestly the the conversation that i had with the guy began with the idea of confession um and he when i said that the priest takes the metaphysical presence of christ meaning that when you're confessing to a priest it's as if we believe it's as if you're confessing to Christ and the priest is merely just the vessel or instrument. Instrument would be the... Instrument's the better word. Um, and he did not like that very much. Uh, and then that's kind of what stirred the conversation. Um, but kind of the laying of hands and ordinating or ordination of priests. Ordaining. Ordaining priests 
Did that didn't that come through Acts? Yeah, you see that in Acts, and you see that in some of um, Paul's letters too. And then the early church talk about that as well. Um, and then another topic that kind of was brought up was, but it, it, I mean, it, it's something that when you look at the history of salvation, this is how like like David was anointed to be the king. Mm-hmm. It's not just random stuff that happens. You know, we're not all kings. And when you look at, there's an authority. Christ is the head of the church, right? So there's an authority. There's a leader. So he appointed 12 men to be in charge of his church, specifically Peter to be the rock upon which the church is built. So they enact that authority of Christ. Without that authority, then we're kind of in chaos, right? Because then we could all just do whatever we want Mm -hmm. because I'm my own authority. And, that, and, and there's no regulation, too, which I, I've described it when you talk about confession in that sense. Um, anytime I describe it as someone that has never been to confession or has heard of confession, starts with the, that idea of the priest taking the metaphysical presence. But it's also kind of this concept, and I don't know if it's theologically done on purpose or whatever, but you kind of have, and what's the word I'm looking for? I just drew a blank. You kind of have a sense of... Um, where when you, you don't want to do, you don't do something, so there's no, you don't want to face the consequences of when you do something. What's that that I'm trying to say? Shame? Not shame. Um, shoot. It's a specific word that I would draw a blank on. We'll probably have to cut all this out. Like, uh, oh, that's the word. Accountability. Okay. So if you are to... If you truly believe that anytime you do something wrong, all you kind of have to do is close your eyes and say, God, I'm sorry, forgive me, and he'll forgive you, doesn't that sort of take away the accountability aspect of having to go to confession or to talk to Jesus one-on-one as we believe? Right, to confess in your heart, right? To confess in your heart. It kind of brings up an accountability factor um, that when you do go to a priest... uh, that it, and plus two, when you go, you always receive some type of advice that's supposed to lead you away from the. Well, not always. That, you don't. The advice isn't necessary. But, but you receive grace that's supposed to help you. Receive grace, and most of the time, there's a possibility of a good word to be shared. Um, so, so I would, I would ask you this question: You have a girlfriend, right? Yes. If you did something that upset her or made her mad. Would you be able to apologize to her in your heart? No. You'd have well, one, I would never do anything to upset her or make her mad. <laughs> so you would have to say you're sorry to her, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, that's what accountability is. So we can say that our sins offend God, yes, but our sins also offend one another. Even our most private sins, right? Yeah. So if you do something that only you know about, it still affects you, which therefore affects your relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. So it's always public. Sin is always public, even if it's no one else knows that you did it. Yeah. So there needs to be a certain accountability. Plus, Jesus gave the apostles... The ability to forgive sins. Why would he give them that ability if he didn't want people... If he didn't want people to confess. Right. Quick side note, and then I'll ask you another question. Um, if anyone is ever in need of a fast confession, fast not meaning it's going to be one, two, three, but if you're in need of confession and say it's not Saturday at four, 
and you want to go to confession, St. Aidan's Parish in Wilston Park, you literally go up to a door, ring a doorbell, and someone comes down and hears your confession. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's pretty good. Um, so another question that comes up or has come up in terms of the priesthood. So instead of saying fast, an unscheduled confession. An unscheduled confession. Um, you might, Mon- Monsignor McDonald may come down and say, you're not going to kill me, are you? That's I'm all, here. I think that's only if it's late at night. I'm here. You just don't kill me. Um, why is it then that, which is another hot topic, priests cannot get married? So in other churches, you see I that. I feel like we're going to be like, this is going to be like an hour podcast just talking about priest things. Well, I mean, this is the second of maybe only two things that I was thinking about. Is it the second of only two things that we were thinking that you were thinking about? Well, as, as you answer, something may come up, but yeah, <laughs> I'm really. Pointing... I mean, the basic gist of that would be that Christ was not married, so to not be married, you're following Christ. That's the easiest, like that's the theological example. But also, I mean, there are practical reasons too. More practical reasons than theological. Well, the I theological think. reasons is if you're going to be standing in the person of Christ, Christ was not married. Therefore, to imitate Christ, it makes the most sense to also not be married. So is that how you would overall describe what the priesthood is? If someone is, if someone Yes, you to need say, to live with the heart of Christ. But if someone were to say, from a, a non-denomination, say, what is a priest? How would you describe it? A priest is somebody that offers sacrifice... Um, for for the salvation of, of the world, like the sins of the world, right? So Christ offered himself on the cross for the salvation of the world. The priests of the Old Testament offered sacrifices of lambs and you name it for the salvation of the world. But there you couldn't bring about the salvation. Like I said before, Jesus brought about it. So the priest stands in the person of Christ as we at the Mass offer Christ as the sacrifice not again. He doesn't get re-crucified at the Mass. But we participate in the one sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. So the priest is there to administer that. Um, to, to do this for the people. To bring the, the sacraments to the people. For the salvation of souls. That's a good definition. I, I, I kind of wish like you would have told me this a little bit earlier, so then I could have done like sounded maybe a little bit better. I, no, I mean, but I it's trying I mean, to keep it, it as simple as possible. But I also think it's better than it's better if you if you just had a scripted answer to these, then it could be it could have been overexplained or you could have thought too much about it. But if you ask a priest what's the priesthood and then they say that, clearly they know. Well, I wasn't saying I didn't know. No, I didn't think. Hold you on, were. before we move forward, Uncle Buck is making the giant pancake He's right now. The giant, <laughs> possibly one of my favorite parts oh, of the whole. Man, movie. I wish everyone was watching this with us. Look at that! Look at that! That is a perfect giant pancake. That's the biggest pancake I've ever seen, Uncle Buck. How does he do it? How does he do it? Um, because it's Macaulay Culkin's birthday in right now. Right. And this is when the clown comes. Next up, the clown is going to come and perform. He's going to be drunk, and Uncle Buck's going to punch him. Yeah, and and the clown says to Uncle Buck, "What are you, Mother Cabrini? What are you, Mother?" He's a Catholic saint, which the, connects to the untitled with, Catholic. So, podcast. therefore, we're watching Uncle Buck because of its Catholic history. Yeah, I don't know if you could say history as much as undertones. Maybe. Be look at him. He's stumbling around. This clown. 
Um, so actually, there was a third thing that I was going to ask, course. but you kind of described it already. Um, something that this gentleman said, uh, and there's no way he listens to this podcast, no. but I've also been very vague, um, is that when we say the holy sacrifice of the Mass, he said, do we participate in Christ's crucifixion every time that we celebrate Mass? How could we possibly do that if Christ was only crucified once? Right. We are... Um... We are taking part in the one sacrifice. We are not re-crucifying Christ. So it's like an active remembrance. We are participating directly in it, offering ourselves with Christ to God the Father. And receiving what he offered us right, in Receiving his body the forgiveness. Blood. Yeah, he said, do this in memory of me. So we are participating in like the Passover sacrifice, right? So the Last Supper led to the um, crucifixion which led to the resurrection and ascension into heaven so the last supper was the first mass does that mean that the last supper was also the 12 apostles were the first priests right that's that's deep yeah there's there's a lot to this uh catholicism and saint saint peter was the first bishop oh he first just pope he the just, apostles were all bishops but peter was peter the first was the first pope, pope. Um, Meaning is, he was the leader of the bishops. It was also very interesting for me to, to think, too, that, I mean, that's a very specific instruction that Christ gave to build a church upon this rock. Right. And here we are, 2017-ish years later. Give or take a few years. Watching Uncle Buck talking into a circular microphone. That says blue. That says blue microphones. Uh, looking at the red on the computer screen. That lets us know this is all recording. Yeah. But it seems like it's recording over something, so I'm nervous. It's recording over something, and the bumps that usually come up are smaller than normal. <laughs> this is, oh, that one was big. That was a big bump. Um, I think that was a good, intelligent conversation. It was. I feel like we were going to lose all of our listeners now. No, if they're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast, and they... See, I, I think it's important. I'll go on a quick tangent here. Okay. That I found myself in that situation talking to this guy and I wasn't looking for a controversial topic with him. He, he said something along the f- lines of like not being forgiven by Christ. He said something and it, it was kind of long and dark, so I won't go into it. Um, but it, it kind of, I felt like I should approach this guy and let him know specifically about confession and that when we mess up that we are, forgiven through this sacrament and that we're respond to God's grace by going to confession and explain the metaphysical presence of priests and all that stuff. And then he just fired a bunch of stuff at me. Yeah, because he was probably taught these things. Yeah. And I was kind of like, shoot, I think I'm a good practicing Catholic. I am part of a Catholic podcast. Most of the time I know how to explain it. I'm prepared to explain things to eighth graders and high school kids. But when it was a grown man that was like calling out for an explanation, because I, I think the only reason he was so there was so much animosity to him, it was because this was something that he didn't necessarily understand. And because he didn't understand it, he somewhat resented it. Right. And he was probably part of a, a, a church, if you will, that told him all of this. Stuff. Yeah. And it's probably something um, maybe towards the more. I don't want to say extreme, but towards a 
whatever. Um, so I think it's good to talk about this stuff so that when someone asks, whether it's someone at a concert or someone that's looking for more information about Catholicism to convert or simply you just want to have an intelligent conversation on the front porch with someone that knows nothing about Catholicism will never convert, but it doesn't matter. They just want to know what a priest is or they want to know what X, Y, and Z is. Right. Um, I think it's important to have that in your back pocket. Right. So I don't know if this podcast gave you all the information that you need. There are other podcasts that could probably do that. Yeah, but it, it was a start. Okay. So I think it was good. We'll see. Yeah, when when twelve people listen to this, twelve of which when is we a lose lot less than other ones, when we lose four of our sixteen listeners, so only twelve listen. See, I, I get confused by the statistics because the statistics that we get on the app that we use to to post the podcast seems like we have a lot of listeners. Yeah, but that's it's not as funny if people think we have a lot of listeners. Well, I mean, a lot compared to other podcasts, no, but a lot compared to what we had. Yeah, well, I mean, if we had 10 and it's now 30, that's three times more than what we had. But it's not about the numbers. No. I'm going to recommend... It's about Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck right now is terrorizing people. He's he's terrorizing Nat. He just found his niece in the park with Nat. Yeah, Nat. Who's a bug. Oh, and he's got the axe. He's showing him the axe. Yeah. He's scaring him. If you fast forward to the end of the movie... He'll have a drill, and Nat will be around. Um, now I'm just talking because you're looking something up. Yeah, I was hoping that you would keep talking. Um, oh, it looks like you're looking up till the end of time, the the Jerry Valley song. I was not looking up a Jerry Valley song. What does the Jerry Valley song mean to you? I was looking up a song called Till the End of Time. T-I-L, The End of Time. By Cody Carnes. Cody Carnes. Carnes. Yes. Featuring Carrie Job. That's Carrie Job's husband. I I highly recommend checking out that song. It's good. It's very good. Play first ten seconds right now. Well, I'll play the preview. Play the preview. Is it worth ninety nine a dollar twenty nine? Unless you have Apple Music, then you could listen to free. Well, or. I think this is a good song. What do you think? I was also told yeah. that if we talk over it, we are allowed to play the song for longer. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, it does sound like a cool song. And it's cat. I mean, it's not Catholic. It's Christian. But yeah, it's still good. No, it's still. I'm, I'm saying it's he's cool. he's very good. Let's think about that as a couple. It's a, a powerhouse. powerhouse. Carrie, Job, and Cody. Oh, Uncle Buck's in the school right now. He's about to tell that lady to get the thing not off. He's about to get it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I got to listen to that whole song. It's good. I'll listen to the whole dang album if I want. Yeah. I'm an albums guy. You're a song guy. But the album's not ready yet. All right. Well, I'm sure it's ready. It's just not released. I mean, it's not ready for us to listen to. (laughs) So if you find a way. I'm sure it's ready, though. All right. All right. Well, thank you, audience. thank you for listening. I think there was uh, that was a good episode. We'll we'll let you decide. I and I think one thing that I think I feel comfortable saying now is, please give us a review on iTunes, because if we get reviews, it lets other people know about the show. Yeah. 
So we prefer five-star reviews because if, if we're not good enough for five stars, you shouldn't probably be listening to us. Yeah. All right. That's all I have to say. See you on the see you on the real podcast. God bless everyone who listens, especially to this one. Oh, Uncle Buck's about to use a very small urinal in the kids' school. What's the song that's playing during this part? Unmute it, and we'll find out. Hurry. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.